Welcome to the Pole Art Vault's podcast show. I'm Chloe, your host of the show and the founder of the Pole Art Vault. This is your podcast where we talk about pole art, pole dance, personal development, and improving your mindset. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode along with other free tips and Q&As on our website at poleartvault.com or on our Pole Art Vault YouTube channel. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Polecast Show. We've got a very special guest today. This is Kim. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. So Kim is the co-owner and director of Body Space Studios in Sydney. She's also a pole dancing instructor, beautiful pole dancing instructor, <laughs> and she's got multiple awards. Um, awards include 2020 Australian Pole Championship Technique winner, sponsorships choice winner 2020 New South Wales Pole Championships finalist, 2019 Miss Pole Dance Australia, winner of the 2019 Pole Theatre Sydney Drama Category and the finalist of 2019 Pole Theatre World. Please welcome Kim. <laughs> oh gosh, you're amazing. My God, all these awards and everything. <laughs> So how is everything for you? So I think the last time we saw each other would have been maybe last year, like I March, think so. April-ish. Yeah. So you've been like very, very busy, obviously, yeah. ever since with your studio. By the way, congratulations Thank on your new you. studio. I think it's just opened like a few weeks ago, I think. This was this is our second Monday that we're open. So it opened last week was the official launch. Oh my gosh, yeah. so it's so recent then. Yeah. How's yeah. everything been? Oh, it's been like literally we're at counting our blessings because it's been it's just been amazing. And we're so thankful and so grateful to everyone who's joined us, everyone who's followed the journey and it's it's a huge part of Sylvia and I's lives. Sylvia is um, my business partner and my very good friend. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been amazing. It's been a long journey and um, something that's been in the making for a while. I quit my job last year to do this, and so it's um, yeah, it's been really great. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So you said that you quit your job last year. When was that? So I quit my job. Um, I quit my corporate job in December last year so right. it's pretty much exactly sorry december 2019 because we're in 2021 now so exactly okay. pretty much 12 months ago so oh wow yeah and did you quit your corporate career to start the studio yeah essentially i mean wow. knew it wasn't like nothing was set in stone we hadn't got you know actually sylvia and i hadn't even gotten together at that point we mm. just um, I just quit my job because I knew that I wanted to do dance full time and I knew that there was something that I wanted to do potentially with the studio, but I wasn't quite sure yet. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then, yeah, we got together early 2020 mm -hmm. um, and we started talking about it and it's been something that's been with us for a long time and we decided to just literally start with a name and start the company and eventually we went on to signing lease and that was it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So what does Body Space Studios mean? So I think, so Sylvia is a bar instructor. She's also a pole instructor, but um, she's a bar teacher mm -hmm. um, first and foremost at the moment. And wow. I, obviously my love is pole. Um, and so we wanted to find something that, relate for us like for me personally pole is not just the physical aspects of being on the pole mm. you need to combine flexibility you need to combine dance you need to combine strength all of those things together to make you the best dancer i guess mm. that you can be and so we wanted to build a studio that has all of those elements and that they come together to kind of complete you as a dancer and um in terms of being injury free and just um happy in your body I guess mm. and confident in um, your strength and being able to progress as you go um, confidently mm. so that's why body space kind of came together because it's not it's yes it's a pole studio but it's we wanted to kind of bring in all those other disciplines that complete pole and make it like a big package mm. and so it's just it's a space for your body essentially so whatever you're into 
you know, there's something for you, which is which is what we wanted to make. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so with your corporate career, just going back to the initial question, um, what were you doing? So I was working in marketing. So oh, I was, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was working in marketing for Mercer, which is like a financial services firm. Um, and so that was, you know, I had that was, you know, obviously like what I studied and what I'd kind of worked towards through uni and it was great. But I think, um, I don't know. I think like a lot of, a lot of people, Paul just kind of takes over when you start. Yeah. <laughs> Same with you, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I could attest to that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think we're, you know, we all share that same thing where it's, you know, mm. we don't want to, we don't want to be restricted to, to the corporate world and I think for us you know we're more I don't know we just needed to spread our wings a little bit so Mm. so did you start pole while you were in your corporate career yeah I started pole when I was 20 I think I was 20 21 and I just literally I one of my best friends had a group on voucher and that's how we started. And I um I have a horse as well. And so I was I was like, oh, you know, I don't really need to take on another exercise, but I'll I'll go just for fun, you know, for the group on. Um and and then I don't know, we did our first class and we really liked it, and then we decided to do it together. Mm. And then that's how it happened, and then we kept going. Oh wow. But I was skeptical about pole when I started. Because mm. I just thought, oh, you know, like it's only recent that pole has become so mainstream. And I remember when I started, it wasn't that I was like conservative or, but you know, I was like, pole, it's, I don't know, you know, you're kind of, when you hear pole dancing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is kind of like a unknown territory. Yeah. I feel like, well, maybe like recent years, especially, um, you know, the coming up with like all these new studios and stuff. I feel like um, pole dancing is more of like a modern kind of you know, work, workout. Yeah. But I feel like it wasn't really like that back yeah. then. No, 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 absolutely yeah. not. But that was it. And that was the start of the pool dance obsession. Wow. <laughs> so which one, uh, which studio was like your first one? That so you I, I only ever went to one studio and that was pool dance Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I only, wow. I mean, actually that's, that's not true. I train, um, I, I love training with Coco at Love Pole. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been a naughty student because it's been so busy and I haven't been going to classes so much. But mm. um, but I love, like the only studio that I kind of went in from the start was PDA. Um, and then as um, like as I learned more about Pole, then I would I went exploring elsewhere. But the main two are Love Pole and um, well PDA first and foremost, and then Love Pole. Right, oh wow. Yeah, so, like, you've yeah. been a PDA girl from beginning. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you obviously, you know, starting the studio, you've had to, you know, quit PDA. And yeah. how do you feel about that? It was hard. It was yeah. very scary. Um, but, you know, everything has a journey and everything has um, a beginning and it's not an end. It's just like a perseverance of the journey and... Mm. Um, you know, I think I'm so thankful for like everything that I learned when I was working and being a student at, at PDA. Um, you know, I, that's why I fell in love with pole and I'm so grateful and so thankful. And so, you know, I think, I think it's an exciting journey. I think it's something to be proud of as well, because it's, um, to give someone a passion is something that's, I don't know, precious, I think, you know? And yeah. so it's because of that passion that I decided to open Body Space Studios. So, mm. um, so yeah, I think it was hard. It was like an end of an era for me in a mm. way, um, in a big way, but also the start of a new one and hopefully the start of a partnership as well in a different sense. Yeah, for so, sure. So it's positive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been so hard for like everyone at PDA for you to go as well because I feel like you, you're so loved at the studio and like yeah. everyone's just like, everyone just loves you. I feel like you have like Aww. such a good, like generous, caring heart and like you care about other people so much and then it must have been like, Everyone was a bit like, oh, you know, it's so sad for Kim to leave. I know. I think, you know, I think, I think it was, it was sad, but at the Mm. same time, you know, I think it was expected. I think everyone kind of knew that I would take my passion on to the next level. And so Mm. I think it was, 
it was it was sad but also I think a lot of people were happy because it's like something um you know you're making you're making your life out of something that you love and I think that's kind of um what the next step is really mm. so I think it was I think everyone yeah it was really positive it was really positive oh I love that but you know I, I, th- I feel like in Sydney there are so many amazing studios which is nice because as if you're a student in Sydney right now it's amazing because you've got so many choices it's, yeah it's great like you know amazing yeah there's so many new studios like especially honestly I feel like the past few months yeah COVID it's like the COVID babies but the COVID studios yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true Chile has just opened her yeah, yeah. where else was there there's, I feel like there's just so many popping up yeah. yeah but I think change does that you know because you're forced to step outside of your comfort zone and mm. and um, and just explore it was scary for us because well I'd quit my job before COVID hit mm. and then when COVID hit we hadn't we hadn't set in stone anything actually when COVID hit but we it was kind of like oh damn did did I did I make the right choice last year when I quit my Mm. job in December two months before lockdown but you know it ended up being still being a a, like the perfect thing but it's it's uh, you know scary (laughs) yeah it must have been yeah the whole like you know feeling uncertain about Mm. you know what's gonna happen Mm. if we're even able to go back to physical studios for a while Mm yeah yeah so how was that for you during covid like how was life for you in terms of like you know you were obviously still instructing at pda at the time how were you feeling i think it was i think the i have to say the change of 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 scene from not being able to teach face to face and teaching online i'm so grateful that we were able to teach online it was a really it was amazing and you get to meet so many different people from around the world and Mm. it was that was great but for me I think nothing beats being face to face you know there's something Mm. I don't know it's just you need to have people there with you and I think um as much as I I do really really enjoy teaching online I think um I'm happy that we can now balance both Mm. I think you know yeah um because face to face like you know when you're dancing with someone in the studio it's just I don't know she's got the energy that it's just not Mm -hmm. like for me pole is fun and it's a way of um it's fitness and but it's like fun fitness you're going to the gym and you're you know you're working towards something but it's this is this is fun you know and so when you're doing it with someone in the studio it's it's like priceless Mm. yeah nothing can can change that mm. yeah and i can totally see that from like seeing all your like social media and stuff <laughs> like that because you i feel like you're always like dancing with people yeah. and like you really like love that time you yeah. share with other people while you're dancing yeah yeah so <laughs> is that like something you embody within the studio as well that you feel? yeah we really want it to be um we want it to be an intimate space where you know a student has the flexibility to kind of pick and choose what they want to do depending on how they're feeling. Mm. So it's it's got that flexibility of, say, for example, you're taking a gym membership that's quite flexible. Mm. But at the same time, that has, um, you know, it's about you and, and you're going there because we're going to look after you. And that's what we, what, that's what Body Space is about. It's, we're all about looking after number one and that's, that's you and your body and so when you come it's it's a space and a time for you which Mm. is what we really want to make sure is like is always going to be there oh i love that so you mentioned earlier that like you want to like you know take your you know obviously career to the next step and then that's why you know you built body space Mm -hmm. studios and you know pole dancing is obviously your passion are there any other passions that you have other than pole dancing, which <laughs> yeah, I feel like is like ninety percent of your life. <laughs> <laughs> there are. Um, so I've got a horse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. I was like, when you said horse, I was like, did I hear it right? Like, yeah. that's, that's I've crazy. Got a horse. Um, so back um, when I was studying, my first degree was animal science, and I did specialize in equine because I wanted to be a horse physiotherapist. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? It is. Well, so I did, um, I did a four year degree in animal science and then, um, I had to do 
I wanted to go into physio, but you had to do humans first and then you could specialize in horses. Right. And it would have been like, I don't know, 10 year journey in uni. So then I changed, Mm -hmm. like I finished off and then I just combined it with something different to get into like marketing and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but so when I went to uni, I went to uni in Wagga and, um, I have, I saw, I have my horse and I took her down with me to uni and she lived on campus at the back of my college, (laughs) my college room. There was like a little paddock there with like, you could have the horse. Um, (laughs) wait, I'm so, I'm so confused as to what's happening. Like, so you have a horse and then where does the horse usually stay? So, so now she's retired. So she's old now. So, um, when we first got her, my family got it for me when I was like, oh, like 12, 11, maybe it was like, she was like the family pony. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was four. Um, and so now she's like, she's probably about 25 now. So she's oh. retired. So she lives out, um, in Silverdale, which is, um, like Northwest, like up near the Blue Mountains. Kind right. Of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's retired. So she's just living out her life, eating, oh. eating grass. <laughs> <laughs> and you took her to uni. Yeah, I did because wow. we did all of our poor horses. We did all of our practicals on them. So all of the, all of the tests stuff, you could choose, but I used her to do all of the practicals for all of the vet stuff. So like, um, all of the injury stuff, all of the, um, I don't know, vaccinations and mm. dental work and hoof work and all those kind of stuff. She was like the little, wow. the test dummy, but she's good. She loved it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. I feel like that's such a unique pet to have. Like, yeah. how did you think like, oh, I want a horse? Like instead of, you know, like I feel like us normal people would be like, oh, I want a dog or like, I want a cat. We always had horses in my family. So my cousins have some, um, my aunties, uh, my auntie has two in the UK and my cousins have a few, uh, one in France. So, um, we kind of just grew up riding and, and when we came to Australia, we, um, this, she's called Angel. Angel was for sale at, um, next, like it was, she was a part of the riding school, but someone was selling her and, um, we just kind of fell in love with her. And so we decided to take her on and we, we, and that was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you moved to Australia when you were, so I would have been about eight when I moved to Australia. Okay. Um, so I moved from France. So mm-hmm. I lived in, Tol- I was born in Toulouse and then I moved to China and I lived there for two years and then I went, came here. Australia. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. What were you doing in China? Just for my parents' work. Oh, yeah. So we lived in Beijing for a couple of years. Right. Yeah. What What do your parents do? So they work in aviation. So um, they used to work in Airbus when when we um, back in the day when we were traveling around. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Whoa! I feel like there's like all these things I like, <laughs> have no idea about. Like I yeah. feel like I have such an interesting life. Uh-huh. So you moved to Australia um, when you said you were eight. Yes. And so you were probably like what six when you were in China. Mm, I was little. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you do you like? I remember back in the day in China. It was um, in the nineties. It was still very closed off to. Um, like foreigners in the sense foreign expats. So we lived in, um, I like, I really loved, I don't remember much, but I, my mum, for example, loved living in Beijing um, because back in the nineties, it was still very, how do you say, there was so many bicycles everywhere. Like it was Mm. so, and you know, all the food, I remember the food markets um, in the streets and it was, um, it's different now. I think it's completely change i haven't i haven't been back since but my mum has and she says it's very different now mm. um and um but yeah back in the 90s i remember i used to catch the bus to school and because when you're an expat you live in um like expat community right um and so because the, the company like looks after your accommodation and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and um I, yeah, these used to be the buses that take 
the kids to the international schools or wherever you're going. There's yeah. a few. Um, and so I just remembered like taking the bus and um, I don't know. I, it's so strange that I have those memories. I remember um, ice skating on the lake in, we had a little like pond area, like in the complex, like the housing oh, the place. Yeah. And I remember ice cause it gets so cold in winter. I remember ice mm. skating on the lake. Oh, that's um, so Yeah, fun. like it was good. I mean, that's to be honest, that's all I remember. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were only there for two years and it was you were so very young yeah. as well. My sister spoke Chinese because she had, um, she had, um, we had someone help look after her when she was little with my mum. And so when my mum would go and do, like, say, for example, go and I don't know, run errands or something or be at work, then someone would look after, a lady would look after my, my sister because she was too little to be at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, the, the lady who used to look after was Chinese. And so my sister would speak, would speak Mandarin. Oh. When she was little, we used to ask her questions and she just wouldn't answer in French. She would answer in Mandarin. But now no. she's lost it, which is such a shame. But she used to be like, she used to just talk Mandarin back to my parents. Crazy. Yeah. And do your parents understand Mandarin? No. Oh, so the basic words, but no. Wow. Because she used to speak with the lady all day in Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and so it was. It's funny. She lost it now, which is a shame. Oh. Yeah. So is it your older sister? My younger sister. Your young younger mm. sister. So is it just you and your sister? Just me and my sister. Yeah. Okay. How um far apart is she? Eighteen like months. Eighteen months. Oh, okay. So not not far. Right. Yeah. And it's just your family, just your mom, your dad, yeah, and your sister, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. So, do you remember anything from when you were in tours? To be honest, oh, like the thing is, we we go back to France like twice a year. So the thing oh. is, ever since we were little, even if we lived overseas, we always went back for probably like four to six weeks at a time back mm. to France. So I think it's all kind of meshed in one really those all of those memories when I was little right. but I, I can't say that I remember exactly when I was like far you know yeah 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 but do you remember kind of like the general like how your upbringing was yeah like I think um I think I think one thing about living um away from your family I remember you know my grandmother used to look after us a lot which I think when you live I think a lot of people can relate if you have your family and your extended family here Mm. in the one place you know when your kids you always your grandparents take you like two or three days a week you know and then etc etc like while your parents are working you'll go to your grand grandma's house for like Mm. a couple of days you know and so I really I remember I remember that really well yeah oh it must have been nice there yeah. were you living in like the city or like no actually just outside of Toulouse okay yeah so slightly in the countryside what yeah. is the food like there I'm curious oh it's good it must but you be. know what you can now you can get good food in Australia like especially the cheeses you can get good cheeses but I think there are some things that just I just I think that the breads it's just I mean don't get me wrong you can get really nice bread here but yeah. there's something about I agree. The baguette in France, which has a taste. I think it's, I don't know what it is, but it's just, you can't, I think it's just ingredients. You can't, when you, you know, it comes from the soil where you grow it and everything. And I think Mm. it's just different, different landscapes. You just can't get the same taste because the, the soil is different. Like it's different land, you know? I completely Um, agree with you on that. But yeah. And you know what the salami is as well? Mm. that's one thing like here in australia you get good salami like if you go to the you know the actual like proper place and you get like the dried salamis Mm. but it still doesn't taste like the salamis in france (laughs) (laughs) so what's your favorite food like Um, maybe like french cuisine i have to say my favorite is the mussels i love mussels yeah mussels marinière. it's like um, a dish where it's it's mussels cooked in um, white wine. Um, it's just very light. Mm-hmm. And then usually on the side you have um, either some bread or you can have a, like like French fries on the side. Oh. Um, and I think that's that's my favorite like dish in France, moule marinière. And you get like a huge one, like you get like a huge pot of mass, like all the mussels, and it's so good. Yeah. Are you fluent in French as well? I am. It's my first language. 
So English is technically my second language. So I, yeah, I'm bilingual completely, but mm. um, English technically would be my second language. Right. Yeah. How close are you with your parents? And like, what was like your relationship with your parents like growing up? No, it was good. My dad, um, so my dad lives in Singapore at the moment. Um, so he lives in Singapore for work. Mm-hmm. My sister lives in Paris and then my mum lives in, she lives just outside of Sydney in a place called Wollombi, which is near the Hunter Valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so she usually does half and half between my sister and and me throughout the year. Right. Um, but no, we had a really, like, we had a really tight-knit family and we actually, um, like, my parents worked a lot, uh, my dad worked a lot, um, but we always we always kind of every twice a year we we always met up with my cousins Mm. um so we either met up halfway in between australia and france somewhere in the middle or we would go back to france and spend at least like two months there with my cousins and everything so it was really we've got a really close family so even though we live far Mm. where we've we're always like calling each other you know messaging on group chats with like my cousins and everything like that so it's it's nice oh i love that yeah Yeah, because like it, it is, it could be tough when you're like distant, like physically distant yeah. with each other. Yeah. But I guess like it's nice that, you know, you guys still get together yeah. like yeah. Once, once or even like twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss my family too. Your family's <laughs> in Japan. Yeah. yeah. I, went to, uh, I went to Japan last year. I went yes, to you did. Through. Yeah. Tell me about it. So like how was your experience like? Did you enjoy oh, it? So I am... Um, I went to teach workshops um, in Tokyo. At Polish. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. And I didn't know what to expect. I had never been to Japan before. I mm. didn't know. I mean, I'd stalked all the videos from Polish and I could see, okay, so they're into more exotic pole and like they're yeah. like freaking talented. Um, and so I was really nervous. I was like, oh, everyone's so strong and flexible. and. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I agree. Like, oh my the sh- goodness, they're, they're like crazy, like super flexy, yeah. yeah, strong as well. Shout out to everyone from Polish. <laughs> they're all amazing. I it was them. amazing. It was they were so welcoming and mm. it was so lovely. And um, I remember, like, because I wasn't sure, because Tokyo is massive, and luckily I was staying quite close randomly. Mm. But um, I remember being so nervous about like finding the place and everything. You know, it's, it's completely. For me, it was so. For me, Japan was like so foreign, and I've traveled a lot across Southeast Asia. And mm. um, but Japan, I, I find, was such a new experience, mm. like completely different to what I'd experienced before. It was amazing, and the food was just mm. incredible. And it's open twenty four seven. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, like there's it's you know crazy. Everything's open twenty four seven. Yeah. If you want to go karaoke. <laughs> like at like 4 a.m. in the morning you can do it if you're hungry at like 6 a.m. in the morning yeah. you've got the convenience store yeah the convenience yeah. store with all of the things in there like there was such like there was I think my boyfriend's Italian so he um he bought I think spaghetti bolognese from the convenience store but it was like they have all that it's, it was so funny it was yeah great. and actually not too bad either no <laughs> it's true yeah like if you get hungry then you can just eat any hour of the day yeah 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 quite nice <laughs> all that concrete jungle yeah and, it was yeah. it was really good we had I can't wait to go back next time I'll go to Kyoto I think and, yeah and visit it's more um, historical yeah it'd be nice <laughs> alright let's draw back to like pole dancing okay so cause I'm I just want to know more about like you and like how you define pole dancing and like what your future holds in terms of like pole dancing okay. and like your career and stuff. Yeah. So you said that like, you're obviously like really passionate about pole dancing and that's why, you know, you love it. But what do you feel like pole dancing is to you aside from what passion, like aside mm. from being passion? I think, I think, I think most importantly, it's how it makes me feel. So I think I feel like, for example, um, during lockdown when we couldn't all of us everybody like couldn't dance as much as they used to I think the big thing was they missed how it makes them feel and they had like something was lacking and of course that's the physical aspects of pole like because you're working out and you Mm. feel like your body's getting a workout and so 
Um, you've got all the endorphins pumping and you're feeling good because you're feeling like you're getting stronger, you're feeling fit and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then also you're just dancing and your, your mind disconnects. And I think that those two things mesh together um, make it what's, I feel so such a thing. Mm. Um, and also the social aspect of it, because you're dancing with, you know, like your girlfriends and, and your boyfriends and, mm. you know, like it's, that's what makes it really fun. So I think for me, like what I love most about it is exactly those three things put together. So the fitness and the, the fitness aspect of it, the emotional aspect of it, when you're dancing, you're disconnecting from your everyday and then also the social side of it where, you know, like we're all sending each other videos of like, let's try this next practice. Mm. Or, even though we never do and we're always fluffing and we're just sitting on the floor doing nothing. But like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's just, I think those three things together is the most important thing that I love about pole so much, mm. which I think everybody feels very similar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with you obviously taking that next step in your business, you you have to have that, yeah. you know, drive to want to progress more of in course. like your career, like your pole journey. Mm. But where do you think you get that drive from? I think, I think I just enjoy working with people. I know that sounds maybe like cliche, but mm. I like working with people. And I think the reason why I went into marketing was because I, in a way, marketing was like a stepping stone for me to market this business in mm. a way, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. so I went into marketing and I went into, I was thinking of going into like non-for-profit fields to work with people, but in a different way, because marketing is very much about, um, helping people share voices in a way and you're mm. kind of putting that out there and that's mm-hmm. kind of what your marketing is. You're selling a product in a way that's um, making it, I guess, tangible and human and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, now coming into pole and opening up the studio, I feel like that kind of really brings in my love for that, but in something that's actually a passion. Mm. Um and working with people in that way. And so I think I think in terms of the studio, we just want to really grow the space for it to just become a place where people can, you know, feel wholesome, I think, and and become become the best that they can be in their skills, but by combining like a whole picture of everything together, if that makes sense. Mm. And so and so that's what we wanted to create. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. And then I'll still compete. Try to compete. <laughs> mm, I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot to do, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. I'll try and compete while I can. Mm-hmm. If I can. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I guess I'll try and see what I get into. Because <laughs> you know you have to apply. I don't know if I'm going to get into things. Oh, come on. <laughs> you're being silly. Of no, course you'll get it. Oh, well... To keep working at it. <laughs> so you plan to compete this year as well? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I saw that there was a post that they were saying that MPD was going to happen hopefully this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that would be cool to, to at least to do the New South Wales heats. And mm. um, I'm competing in Dance Filthy mm. in April, which will be, which is a bit of a push out of my comfort zone. But I think it's going to be really fun. Have you competed in Dance Filthy before? I did it age. I did the uh, um the semi pro like a few years ago. Okay, four years ago. Mm. Um, which was really fun. So, but I, I don't think it was dirty enough. Right. <laughs> so those of you that don't know what Dance Filthy is, it's pretty much a competition um, run by Paul Dance Academy in Sydney, and it's pretty much all about dancing. Um. Filthy. So <laughs> the more sexy, the more revealing, the more filthy you are, that's how pretty much you win the competition, yeah. right? So let's try and push those boundaries. It's very out of my comfort zone. Like I feel like my dancing is sensual and it's sexy. Mm. Um, but I feel like that filthy aspect, I find it hard to get it in me. Right. And so I have to really channel that filthy aspect. <laughs> somehow yeah I can't imagine you because I feel like you're like more of the graceful sexy <laughs> yeah 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 so I can't imagine you'd be like 
like like angry food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have like an idea of like what you want to do for the? I think I do. I oh, do. I do. Are you ready to reveal that? Oh, me? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Oh, are because you? Because of the comp, I don't know if they keep it like secret. Oh, okay. And they announce it for the compet- when the oh. crowd comes in. All right. Okay, we'll but keep it a secret then. You'll you'll see the previews. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> I know. What other competitions are you planning on this year? Is that the um, only ones so far? So, I mean, I guess if MPD runs, I'll try and go for Miss Pole Dance New South mm-hmm. Wales. Um, um, there's uh, Pole Theatre, if that, if that goes ahead. Or there's APC as well. Mm. Um, so I did APC a few weeks ago yeah and that was really nice it was such a nice competition Mm -hmm. um and so and so you know if they run it again i'd love to enter um yeah i love that actually i was um watching it on zoom oh were you watching it on zoom yes oh my goodness i was (laughs) i saw you come out the very last yeah it was the last one and then i was like wait is (laughs) she the only one that's wearing heels yes (laughs) <laughs> I actually, you know, I nearly took them off. I was, I was like, no one's wearing heels. Maybe I'm going to take my heels off. But then I just was like, no way. If I, I, I it's not choreographed for no heels. Right. But, but it was, it was, I think it was a nice thing. Everyone was so, it was like, no, just keep them on. Like whatever, do your thing. And mm. you, do, you know, you do you and stuff. But yeah, I was the only one wearing heels. I didn't know that you can wear heels for Australian pole championships. No, you can. I think it's, it's as long as you... You know they've got the criteria, and as long as you hit each criteria, and I think the the biggest one is is on tricks and like execution of tricks and the level of difficulty right. of tricks. But I think you can you can do what you want. Really, oh, I didn't know as, that. Yeah, because yeah, honestly, because everyone was just wearing like everyone was barefoot. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the competition was all like you have to be barefoot yeah. or something. No, yeah, you can wear heels. What? Yeah. I love that because I felt like you like stood out, you know, because like everyone else is barefoot and yeah. then you came out with heels and I was like, I love that. She's just like owning her style Aww. and like. I think it was good that I was last because it could have like, it was like, okay. And then the, the heels, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And how did you think you went for like the competitions last year in general? Like, so that was the only one because of COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I thought, like, you were competing in a few. No, so they had the New South... They had the APC Heats, which yeah. was um, online submission for the video. Yeah. And then the finals they had this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they they had, like, for example, Dance Filthy. They mm. were going to run it last year, but they had to stop it. And so we were... We've technically been accepted from last year and then, like, pushing it forward to this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think everyone's going to be really happy to get back out there and yeah, um, do competitions sure. if they, if that's what they like to do. And yeah. Fingers crossed. There's not going to be any restrictions. I know. At the time. I know. Cause there's like a second wave of I like know. COVID coming. Yeah. So it, um, we're filming right now as, as we speak, there's like a weird cluster of COVID that's hitting like. What's that? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the second, like the strand. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully. yeah, because you know, obviously, for like last year was you know quite a tough time for a lot of us. I mean, yeah. I would say like every one of us yeah. in terms of you know our careers, we weren't, you know, we were just feeling like uncertainty mm. about the future. We don't know how long you know lockdown was going to go on for, mm. and. Must have been really hard for like a lot of pole dancers and also, you know, pole dancing studio owners, like everyone involved in this space mm. just because it's such a physical, you know, sport mm. and art form. And most, you know, st- studios are very physical. Of course. And, and we just had to, you know, turn yeah. online. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't. I know. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> yeah. Happened this year. Or hopefully all the competitions go ahead so yeah. that yeah. we can see you on stage Aww. as well. <laughs> It'll be so exciting because I love watching your um, performances. I think it's just like, like, I, I don't know. You're just like so amazing about everything. Like you can dance, 
your tricks are amazing and like i love like your concepts as well so like how do you come up with that oh my god i feel like the concepts are my least like my worst really i don't know i find it hard to when i i'm i find it i i I find it hard to put a story together like Mm. that's the hardest thing i think to put a theme together i can dance to a beautiful song and have let's say a broad theme like i am you know like a butterfly or I, I don't know for example but it's but I find it really hard to like or the theme could be like flow or something like that but I find it hard to like make a story out of performances mm. you know you know what I mean yeah yeah like I can it's I find it natural to dance to a song and to do like a be- like a beautiful dance that makes you feel mm. but then to implement a story inside it is just so difficult yeah uh, i totally agree with you yeah yeah is that so like i've always been curious when you need like a storyline is that like an australian thing i don't know i mean i i understand that you need some kind of purpose to your show Mm. like you're trying you're trying to make the audience feel something Mm -hmm. and what is it that you're trying to make them feel so i i I get that side of it, but I'm just, I don't know, with the stories, I just, I find it hard. Mm. I find it really hard. Because I've been, this is why I'm curious, because every time I go, like, say, competitions overseas, like in Japan mm. or Korea or something, I find that I'm, I feel like I don't really see, like, a storyline or yeah. anything, but it's more very, like, emotive and like yeah. a lot of expression yeah and i find that totally beautiful as well mm-hmm. and i do find you know having a storyline and like a theme really beautiful as well but i was just wondering if that's like a you know particularly like an australian thing because maybe it I just depends don't see on, it well maybe it depends on the nature of the comp because for apc for example i feel like um i had a concept to my show but there wasn't necessarily a storyline as mm-hmm. such um and i think it seemed like that was kind of the same for all the other competitors like they had a they had a concept and they had a strong theme but maybe not like a start middle finish type of story for for every competitor um, right. um so i think it just depends on the competition like right. for for yeah i think it depends on the competition mm, um okay. and the criteria you know but mm. i mean you know that, I think that's the hardest thing, trying to find that story in the shows. Mm, I feel, well, I mean, like, everyone has, like, their strengths and weaknesses. Mm, yeah. Right. Some people are great at – some people are amazing at, mm. at doing those things. Yeah. And I feel like that's where, like, their passion lies as well. Yeah. Like, they love telling that story and, like, rather than thinking about, oh, what tricks or whatever. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, doing stories and yeah. stuff. Yeah. What's your favourite thing about pole dancing then? Hmm. So the trick aspect, dance. I think it's the dance. Or maybe dance. The, the union of the two. I think the best thing is when you're doing a routine and you're not slippery. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst nightmare of all performances. Yeah. You're not slippery and you, you're comfortable. And because you know that you can do all of the tricks that's coming up, and you're not feeling slippery and you're relaxed, that's the best feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know when you're thinking ahead and you're like, actually, no, it's fine. I've got this. I'm super grippy. And it's like 20 seconds in a routine. Like, I think even like every student would relate, you know, when they do, when you do a week eight show mm. and, and you're like, you're nervous, but then you're like, actually, I can do this trick no matter what. If I'm slippery or whatever, I'll be able to do it. Mm. And then you have this relax, you feel relaxed. Which means that in turn you don't get slippery because you don't do have nervous sweats. Yeah, and then it makes it even better, and then you can actually enjoy. Mm. I think that's what that's my favorite thing. <laughs> I, that's what I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, being slippery is like literally the worst nightmare as a pole dancer. It really yeah. is. Um, so if uh, any of you are pole dancers or <laughs> never tried pole dancing you get slippery and when you get like sweaty on your hands or like even like any part of your body you just start to slip down the pole and it's like the worst thing that could ever happen <laughs> it's so, so scary yeah yeah 
I mean, like, you don't want to be in a layback and, like, just slip off. Slip no. Off. <laughs> Definitely not. It's scary. It's very <laughs> scary. So if you were to have, like, an advice for, like, all our beginner pole dancers, <laughs> what would that be? I think just have fun and um, just be confident in, in yourself and don't be scared to um, put a little bit extra um, – body roll or put a little bit extra <laughs> body wave because I remember when I started I felt really con- I felt really shy I mean everyone feels really shy because you're not used to seeing your body in front of a mirror like sparsely clad like wearing little bike shorts and you know you're not you're not used to seeing yourself like do these body rolls or do these moves on the pole mm. and so I think that um it's you know it can be confronting Mm. and especially because you know when you're starting you watch the teacher and you're like my god like she's just like she just makes it look so easy and it makes it look so good and then you Mm. look at yourself and you're like oh my god I can't even I can't even hook my leg on and I think um and I think the most important thing is don't worry about all of that because that comes that comes with strength that comes in time when you build the strength because you don't need to be strong to start um, and just have fun and enjoy it and just come with a friend and then just train with your girlfriend or your guy friend. And it's, um, yeah, just have fun. Mm, I love Don't that. worry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it could be like very intimidating. In the it's beginning. so intimidating. Yeah. Cause you're just not used to, as you said, looking at yourself in the mirror for like such a prolonged time. As yeah. Well. And doing all of these moves that yeah. are, that you like, whenever, when do you, in your everyday life, do you like pop? in the mirror while you're getting ready. Like you just don't, <laughs> yeah. you know? And when do you, you don't do a head roll when you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> and so like the first time that you see yourself do a head roll, like you look at the teacher and you're like, okay, that looks great. And then you start and it's just like, oh, so, awkward. so awkward. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and it's like, oh my God, you know, but it, it comes. Mm. And I think this is the thing, like a lot of people, when they feel awkward or yeah. when they feel uncomfortable in a situation, then they just feel like, oh, this is not for me. Yeah. You know? And I agree. Mm. But it, it, it comes and you build your own style and you, you there's, you know, what the teacher does isn't, isn't the be all end all either. Like you, you can change that and make it suit how you feel with yourself or with your body or like, you know, whether you have short hair or long hair or whether head roll, you want it to be sharp or whether you want it to be slow. Like mm. you just, you, I think anything is up to your personal interpretation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I guess like you just have to remember that, you know, say for example, if you think that Kim does everything like so beautifully and gracefully, <laughs> which I totally agree as well, that you've been doing this for for how long? Yeah. yeah, it's so true. Like five, like you know, when you do a move, mm. when you see that, you know, when when I'm teaching a move, I have I've done it, like probably 150 times. Mm. You know, and so it looks smooth now because I needed it to get that smooth to teach it. Mm. But the first time, oh my goodness! Like, ask any of my instructors, like you know, who teach me, <laughs> <laughs> especially when it comes to static. Ask, oh. ask Astral. I did static class with Astral days on the uh-huh. weekend. So hard. Yeah. yeah. Static is just like a whole nother ball yeah. game. Yeah. Like spinning is one thing. Static is one thing. Yeah. Like you're always going to feel uncomfortable in anything you do in the beginning. Yeah. And that is totally fine. And that's yeah. normal. But what, you know, makes your movements like look smooth and like, get to that level is to just keep yeah. on pers- persevering yeah. and just continue to work on yeah. your art form like yeah. this, right? Exactly, yeah, mm. yeah. So are you working on static now? I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. I'm trying to do a bit more static. <laughs> yeah. I have to. Static is very hard. Yeah, it's, it's um, once you, it, once you get, like, I, I think I, once I feel comfortable and if, like comfortable, it doesn't look great, but at least it's there. It kind of feels cool when you start to feel like your static is flowing a little bit. Yeah. It feels satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, that's like one combo that I've been doing the same one for like the past month and now it's starting to feel okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so it, like even for Kim, you know, as you said, <laughs> it takes so long to yeah. like, you know, even do one combo yeah. and feel, start to feel like yeah. comfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been doing it for so for how long? I don't know. I still feel like I'm terrible at it. <laughs> actually amazing at it. Amazing. Oh, uh, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it feels awkward. Like, see, see what you heard? Yeah. Like, even if I feel awkward, someone else would be like, oh, that's, you know, that looks that good. Looks like, yeah. So it's, it's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. You just have, like, sometimes you just have to be like, ah, uh, yeah, actually not that bad. You have you know? to just, you know, Sometimes when you film a video and you feel like it was terrible, sometimes if I, if I do a routine um, and I, I filmed myself or if it's a show or performance or whatever and, and I feel like I'm a bit hard on myself and I think, oh, I think I kind of messed that one up or mm. like I didn't do a step. Firstly, is to always keep going in the routine because what you think is a misstep, actually, when you look back on the video, you're like, actually, I can't even see that. And, yeah. so, and then you get it in your mind and then if you like give up for the rest of the routine then you're like oh I should have just kept going because I couldn't mm. see it um, but also I always find if I watch my video the next day if I'm not happy with my show um, if I watch the video the next day with a bit of feedback like with mm -hmm. a bit of like how do you say you've you're in a different mindset then yeah. it's never as it's you know then it's you kind of get a bit of um, step back and you're like okay actually it was it's you know it was not that bad that's true that's mm. very true like you sometimes when you look at it the next day or even like a week after or something yeah like, what was i thinking at the exactly time? yeah because yeah. at the moment you're you've got so much you know you feel disappointed because you've put so much in mm. and you feel like you've messed it up a little bit mm -hmm. but then if you just sleep on it and then it's always not as bad the next few days when you yeah, check it out. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And I think it's also really important to tell yourself and like remind yourself that like your progress is more important than yeah. you know perfecting the moves because you know you can just be like you can just look at yourself in the current moment and be like oh like I feel like you know I'm not that good but then look at yourself like you know maybe even a month ago yeah. and see how much like you progress yeah, and it's like that's the ma amazing thing about pole dancing yeah i, I agree yeah i agree <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel like we have like such a good chat I about know. everything thank you so much for having me no thank you Seriously, thank you so much so for coming <laughs> and like thank you so much for like sharing you know about your life and your story and like <laughs> you know how you became who you are today in pole dancing and your horse Thank and you. like your your family. Of <laughs> I yeah. love that. So um, if you know your um, viewers or listeners want to find you mm -hmm. on any of your socials, where can they find you? So um, you can follow me on Instagram. You <laughs> <laughs> so Kimberly Mahoney on Instagram or on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and then you can also check out our new studio. Um, on Instagram or online bodyspacestudios.com amazing <laughs> I love that oh, I'm Thank so excited so <laughs> I'm so excited for your new business Thank and you. like uh, I can already see that like it's just going amazing so Aww. I can't wait to visit your Thank studio you so much. come yes I'm yeah I would love to. Alrighty, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Mm -hmm. And I shall see you in the very next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode and also leaving this show with some great tips that can help you and your well-being. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via our website or any other socials on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all at Pole Art Vault. If you also enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified every time I upload an episode. And also will be much appreciated if you can leave a comment and five-star review if you feel like you gained any valuable information. Until next time, keep slaying, hun!